Welcome to Commercial Kitchen Chronicles, a podcast dedicated to the commercial food equipment repair industry. My name is Pat Finley. I'm a lead master certified technician at General Parts Group and a certified special trainer. My goal is to shine a light on what I believe to be one of the most interesting and rewarding industries a field service technician can work in. I love the work I do, and I'm glad you're here listening to this podcast. In this episode, we talk with Joey Hall about proper PMs for commercial clips and equipment. What's up, everybody? Dusty and I have a very special guest on. Um, I started following this guy on LinkedIn and I uh, followed him over to TikTok and I think YouTube now. Uh, this guy is a tremendous asset to the food service community. Um, he takes a lot of pride in his work. Um, he takes care of his customers. So, I mean, we need more people like that. So, everybody, this is Joey Hall. Joey is from the Montgomery, Alabama area, correct? Yes, sir. That's correct. I actually live in a small town called Cusada, Alabama, just outside of Montgomery. Nice, nice. So you are a small business owner, self-employed. Um, yes, sir. Do everything yourself, which pretty is pretty much crazy. Ninety-five percent of the stuff you see, it's just me. So what do you do when you have a big job? Like you need a second hand? Do you have people you know, or do you like get a day laborer? Or do you get like a neighbor or a buddy or somebody that helps you out? Or uh, well, I mean, I don't get too many big jobs. Um, my big job to me is changing out a twenty by twenty walk-in cooler. Um, so that's not, you know. I mean, it's not too bad. Good, that's still pretty good size. It's not yeah, it's fun throwing big. those roof panels up yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm not, you know, we'll spend the money and get the crane and I have the material lifts for the evaporators. And okay. um, it's not too bad, but um, I think it was three or four years ago, I did an entire rooftop change out and I did have to uh, go to labor finders and pull me some help. But, um, <laughs> that's that's I really don't do a lot of that, Pat. I'm, I'm the guy that they call second or third, and um, you know, when I come in, I try to do the best I can and clean up when I leave. Nice, nice. Yeah, I always see you. You know, I mean, you do a really good job. You're really thorough. You uh, thank you. You you look out for your customer. I mean, you care for your customer. So I always tell everybody, people, you know, talk about you know how to do a good job, and there's just it comes down to two simple things. Have pride in your work and just do the right thing, and the rest just falls into place. And I think you have pride in your work, and you always try to do the right thing for a customer. So it's always gonna, it's always gonna be there for you. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yep, I try hard, man, and it's tough sometimes working by yourself. Um, but bet. it's either too much or too little. <laughs> um, See, so you, you got to do the best you can. So just knock them call. out one at a time. So you're 24 seven on call, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. If I go on vacation, to... I'll call my top five and let them know I'm going out of town for a week and let's pray. Nothing stops. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so D- Dusty doesn't have LinkedIn, do you? Uh, I do not. Well, I have one, but I don't use it. <laughs> so Joey's on LinkedIn all the time. He's on TikTok and a little mm-hmm. bit on YouTube, so you'll mm-hmm. get on there and check him out. Um, I will for sure. Yeah. 
what is LinkedIn? Is the format kind of similar to like, uh, like Instagram and stuff? Like I said, I've put, I've put a resume on there, but I've never engaged or interacted. It's, on there. it's more like Facebook, but it's like all like professional stuff. You like some people, I put personal stuff on there sometimes, but most of the time it's just like business or like development stuff. Okay, you can do videos but, and stuff on there, can't you? Yep, we're live on yeah. there right now, actually. Oh, nice. <laughs> What's up, LinkedIn? <laughs> What's up, LinkedIn? TikTok. <laughs> oh, we're not on TikTok, are we? No, no. I, I'm okay. Not thousand. I'm not that thousand follower mark. I can't go live on there. So. Oh, okay. Jay, You'll Jay, be there. Yeah, Jay Maiden says hopefully it's a, a cold pack walk in. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Jay? <laughs> so, um, I noticed you do like a lot of PMs though. You, you know, I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're out there, you're changing filters, you're cleaning coils, changing belts, making sure everything's running top notch. And that's kind of what I want to focus on tonight. Um, okay. Explain wh why PM is valuable to our customers. What makes it a selling point? I mean, you know, before COVID, I remember we used to have PMs, all kinds of PM contracts. COVID hit and it kind of went to the wayside. It was just more of a, a emergency services only. Um, but we're starting to see some of that PM stuff roll back in now that everything's starting to get back to normal. Um, so let's talk about, you know, what value does a PM, what value does your PM bring to say one of your top five customers? What would you, what would you say would be the best value in a PM to them? Uh, well, you, you're def you're exactly right. Right about time COVID everybody tightened up, mm -hmm. you know, tighten that belt, but they are starting to loosen up a little bit and, I feel like people have a little bit extra money. It, it was hard to educate them that you need to spend the money on the PMs now mm -hmm. because when you do have it, guess what? Two years from now, it's going to be compressor time instead of coal cleaning time. And um, that, that, that's the value that, that people, I, I try to preach it, preach it every day. It's hard. It's very hard. Um, that's that's some skills I'm trying to learn now is, is speaking and, and trying to not sell, but just get people to listen and, and how to teach. Yeah. What I'm trying to tell you is very important, um, especially with air conditioning, refrigeration, cooking equipment, even fryers, ovens. Um, stuff will go down quick if it's not cleaned. Um, just this morning, I had a guy. I was speaking with um, <clears throat> from an exhaust fan manufacturer. We met at a restaurant and uh, we was going over some makeup air equipment that some bolts had broken on the um, motor brackets. And um, he was noticing when we was leaving that the exhaust fan filters were very dirty. And he drilled me on how I need to speak with the customer about how this is important. Um, not only will the grease not leave the building, but guess where it's going into the return air grill, mm -hmm. straight into the air conditioner. And um, I, I mean, every piece of equipment is important to clean it. Even if you don't know how to do maintenance, even if you don't know how to work on equipment, even if you're just a, working the fryer, dropping the fries, dropping the onion rings you can clean the grease off of it when you're done mm -hmm. very important when you drop the oil clean the burners 
You know, I pass out these brushes all the time. I don't know if I have some. I mean, just very important. Just use things like this, these little pokers, just to poke the drain. Yeah. I mean, I did a video the other day where uh, at a major chain restaurant, grease totally clogs up the drain tubing. I mean, the fryers are down at that point. You can't cook in five-day-old grease. Dusty loves those Fitco drains. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just had one today. today. That's what he's talking about. He had one yeah. completely packed and pulled apart. <laughs> Man, I, had, Man. I, did, I, I got one today. You had to pop the elbows off, pull the whole drain line out, use a drill, use a long screwdriver, and then a big wire brush, and then a brush on, on my impact. I mean, gosh, it's just – but it's just stuff like that. You know, just if you would have cleaned it out, now you're looking at labor on top of now I'm cleaning it. So when you could have just PM'd it or cleaned it yourself, now you're going to pay for it. It's like eventually you're going to pay that bill. It just depends oh, yeah. on when you're going to pay it or when the equipment's going to decide to make you pay it. <laughs> exactly. That's a yeah. good way to put it. <laughs> that's exactly. That's it, good, and that was that's it. just that was today. So that's that's a funny coincidence. I, and Pat knows my distaste for those drains, man. That was a pit code. <laughs> yep. Yes, it was. Okay. So. Yep. They're fine. It's so, fun to work yeah. on. So on the HVAC and refrigeration, a lot of people don't know is, I mean, those coils get packed with dirt, debris, grease, and it doesn't shed that heat. That drives your head pressures up. That drives your discharge temperatures up. It makes that thing yes, work sir. harder. And, you know, when your discharge temperatures, discharge temperatures get so high, your oil starts to break down. Your oil breaks down. You lose your lubricating, your lubricating properties of your compressor. Eventually, your compressor goes out. All because... Mm -hmm of dirt build up in that coil. It's amazing. You know, if you see a coil dirty, brush it out. You know, it, the customers can do this. I mean, if they see a dirty coil, it doesn't take anything to get a shot back and suck it out before it gets grease laden or anything else. I mean, yeah, it comes a point where they can't do it. We got to come in and do it for them. But I mean, there's some stuff they can do on their own. We used to sell that little blue hair stuff, you know, stick on all the, the coils when we did PMs and stuff like that, you know, and it just, it's the small things make a huge difference, and they just, they just don't get it. So, that's right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It starts out. It, it starts out as a little dust. Next thing you know, the grease hits the dust. Yep. Next thing you know, the dusty grease gets sucked into the coil. Then you got a major issue. Then you possibly have to remove the refrigerant to remove the coil just to clean it. If you're talking a reach-in uh, refrigeration unit. Yeah, so um, Jay Norman brings up a good point. He says, PMs are important, but it's also important to spend the time at the end of the PM to chat and build a relationship and trust with the customer. That way, when something fails, they trust to call you to come and inspect it and fix it. That's where the money is. Yep. So the PM is all about building that relationship with the customer, getting you in front of the customer, like he says. And, you know, it familiarizes you with the equipment, but, you know, you get in there and say, you notice something's running a little hot or coolers, you know, a door gasket or something like that. It gets you a chance to get in there and note these things and then let the customer know. And then that's where you can get, you know, your return on dollars. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I hate doing PMs. It, it drives me nuts. But, I mean, you got to do it. I mean, it's just part of the job. It's not the fun part, but it's part of the job. Yeah, but honestly, Pat, it's my favorite job. I love yeah. it, man. I mean, I, t I tell every, you know, I talk with a lot of business owners. I'm always telling them and, and we're talking back and forth. I'm not telling them anything, but I say my opinion. I believe the best tech should be on the PM. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, you can make money. I mean, we're in business to make money. You know, yeah, we want the customer to have clean equipment, last forever, all that good stuff. Um, but I mean, you can make money too. Yeah, um, with, with, I got the right to do them, but now looking back at it, like when we have PMs and I see someone else do it and they don't do a good job, and I have to go back behind them because something didn't get cleaned properly or something didn't get noted on the PM. I'm like, then I gotta try to explain to the customer why they missed it or why it broke down. I'm like, man, I was like. So now I try to do the PMs. I try to get the newer techs and I try to walk them through how to do it. You know, we're structure based. Why it's like how ours does it is like it's so much time for a piece of equipment, but they have a checklist. They want you to check. There's no way you're going to check everything on that checklist in that amount of time for each one of those pieces of equipment. So I just tell my guys, you know, they're like, well, the office holds we got four hours. Well, guess what? I don't care how long it takes you. I want the checklist done right. And we'll deal with it on the back end. They want it done in four hours because that's all the money they got in it. So guess what? If you do six hours and you find two or three add-ons or you go eight hours and you find a handful of work, they're not going to care because you're catching that other stuff. You're going to catch revenue on the backside. Just do the job that's right it. and take care of the customer. Yes, sir. That's exactly. Yes, sir. Very, Thanks, very important. Yep. Charles says, hey, guys, thanks for representing our industry and growing the conversation around PMs and equipment service. Keep encouraging new techs with your content. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, make sure you're following Joey on TikTok, LinkedIn, and YouTube. We'll get Dusty back over on some of these other sites. He's getting a little more active on Instagram. I think he's mm. feeling guilty. No, no, no. <laughs> I've been trying, man. Like I said, I've been so dang busy. That's like I've been meaning to post more on Instagram, but been a busy couple weeks but i'll get on those other platforms too and maybe not tiktok but i might get on, i'll get on linkedin yes just what we were saying refrigeration kitchen tech i used to think that same thing and you know kind of matured and think of it as a different way now and um you know i don't particularly like doing them but it's a necessary thing that has to be done so well and that's yep. like a lot of companies uh, you know have had the wrong idea that pms were just time fillers and I mean, if, if you treat it like a time filler, it's, it's gonna reward you. Like it's just a time filler. If you mm -hmm. treat it like a, it, it's your opportunity to see how this equipment works, be in front of it, face to face, check everything. And instead of waiting on that Sunday evening service call, boom, you get it done Tuesday afternoon, you know, and, or Tuesday morning or, or whatever. And it's also, it helps you, you know, cause if something's so bad past the point, and, you know, you got to go out there and emergency call and fix it, wait on parts. And then, you know, that kind of puts a bad taste in the customer's mouth. Whereas if you catch it before it goes out and fix it early, you're a superhero at that point. Uh, oh, yeah. Nothing better than, you know, your PM in a cooler or something. You catch a hay, things around 42, 43 degrees. You know, and you clean it and it's still not catching up. And, you know, you start doing your amp draws and compressor and you notice, hey, my amperage is low. You know, I got ice forming. My fans are running. I'm like, oh, this thing may have a leak. You know, you bring it to your customer. Like you said, on Tuesday morning, Versus uh, Friday at seven o'clock at night during dinner rush and they're absolutely slammed. And now you're either going out there during dinner rush Friday or you're getting up early Saturday morning going out there. They're paying overtime for something you could have caught earlier in the week. So exactly. um, it, it has it, it has a very good benefit. But I think we as an industry do a bad job explaining it because most of the time it's not us in front of the customer trying to sell us PM. It's a sales mm -hmm. guy. Now Joey's a different situation because he's a one guy's thing, so he can do that. But you know, in my case, we have a sales guy that sells PM. I don't know about Dusty, but um, it's not the technician that's selling the PM. Now, I go out there. If I do a repair place and I can explain the customer the PM process, I can try that. But most of the time, when it comes down to it, the salesman comes out there, gives him his little sales spiel, and goes about his business. And then 
you know, we're the guys in the back end that have to clean it up. So and that's how we are too. We have a couple sales guys and they do the contract and they, you know, survey the equipment and then we go out there and we do the PM. And like you were saying earlier, Joey, it's like, or Pat, I can't remember which one of you guys said it, but um, if it's, if it's a four hour PM, but you're there for six hours, but you, but you line up more work and you're finding more issues, you're going to bring in revenue. So at the end of the mm-hmm. day, I've never had any issues with that. If it takes me longer and I say, well, Hey, you know, I found, I found a few issues, found some things going out. And then that's, you compensate yourself for that revenue and nobody cares. I mean, if you're making money, you know, and if you're taking care of the customer, it's kind of, you know, you can go over a little bit. Yeah. Right. That, that's one of the, go ahead, Joey. Saying that that's talking about the time. That's one of the biggest questions people ask on um, a lot of my posts is how long does that take you to do? How long does that take? I mean, my my answer is as long as it takes, you know, every equipment's different. There's no time. I may spend two weeks. You know, that sounds crazy. Two weeks in one restaurant. But I'm going through every single piece of equipment, cleaning it. I mean, you, you have to, I know it's tough for a lot of companies to do that, but it needs to become a normal thing. Dude, I, I had a country club that had like six ice machines. It had a full kitchen. It had like three bars. It had a halfway house on an island over a, a, on a, well, it was a bridge over a pond. It had an ice machine, a full kitchen in there. And someone wrote PM for like 10 hours. I'm like, I can't clean six ice machines in 10 hours. I was like, what? Who wrote this? So right. I'd, do, I'd go out there. I'd be out there for like three or four days. But right. like, it, it, guess what, dude? I'm turning in. I'm coming back with like six, seven, eight tickets. I mean, I'm, right. I'm generating all kinds of revenue on the backside. And the customer's like, well, I'm only paying some out, but this guy's here for these extra days. And, you know, he's doing a really thorough job. You look better in the customer's eyes. That's and right. Justin, just brings up a point says owners have been burnt by the PM maintenance theater for so long where really nothing more than a bare minimum was done. Great job bringing back quality work and real prevention. Awesome work, Joey. So, okay. Thank you, Joseph. Oh, that was Joseph. What's up, dude? Thank you. So, we need yep. to make it, we need to do a better job doing the PM and making it worthwhile to the customer. I don't know how many times I've seen a, a four and eight hour PM and a guy's there for two or three hours and leaves. I'm like, there's no way. He did anything he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, Joseph does a damn good job. He Doesn't did a video yesterday, may have been the day before, about an ice cream machine. Man, he cleaned the shit out of that machine. It was <laughs> awesome. He did a very good job, and he gets it. It's, and it, like, like I say, man, it needs to be a norm. It needs mm-hmm. to be normal. And um, it's going to take a lot, a lot of Mr. Pat Finley talking to the world but I, I think we can get there yeah we're uh we're trying to do a big pm thing right now for a school um right now it's just like ice machines and rationale combi ovens but we're hoping it grows into more but you know you know the sales guys in there you know, oh it needs to be this amount of time i'm like man i was like i don't know how you're going to do it the stuff you want to do and we only have this much time at your school i was like it's going to be rough i said the problem is i could probably do it in that time but the guys that are going to get sent there aren't going to be able to do it in that time so right. are they are they gonna take longer or are they gonna cut corners and to get it done in that amount of time? I said that's what you gotta watch. I mean, I I know if I'm not gonna get it done that time, I'm gonna get it done the way it needs to be done, whether it takes three hours or six hours. But the other guy says, you know, you get the dispatcher. Well, you're only scheduled three hours. 
and they start freaking out at two and a half hours and just button up <laughs> and leave. I'm like, no, you can't be that way. So, I mean, it just comes down to doing the right thing and taking care of your customer. That's right. But, yes, sir. Exactly. That's right. That's right. So, you said, do you do hot side PMs too, or mainly just refrigeration, or do you do everything on the PM? It just depends on the customer. Or? Well, I've never, I haven't found a customer that wants to be set up um, on a regular quarterly hot side PM. A lot mm -hmm. of times they'll have guys come in. Um, there's a guy on uh, LinkedIn named Roy, couple of folks. Um, they travel around and, you know, maybe once, twice a year, they'll go in and do a deep cleaning. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe, maybe the place will shut down for a day or two, something like that. But no, Pat, I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't been able to get that set up. But anytime I work on a fryer or oven, um, I'm cleaning it. Yeah. yeah, yeah especially the past two years because the kitchens have been so shorthanded. You know, and I'm friends with a lot of these guys and I've been knowing them for years, just working with them, you know, whether they at one restaurant or the one across town, you know, it's the same guy. And, um, you know, they're working their butt off. Yeah. So it comes down to, I mean, a lot of times you can do a PM by not even doing a PM. So say if you're working on a grill and you got a burner that's burning like crap. Well, you know, if one burner is burning like crap, you probably have more burners burning like crap. Or, you know, you got a manual valve and it's sticking. So you shut gas off and you pull that valve apart. You put some grease in there and put it back together. If you're going to do that on one, go ahead and do it on the other three or the other five or the other seven. How many ever burners, manual burners are on there? You know, don't take the time just to do the one. You have a squeaky wheel gets the grease. But guess what? Something else <laughs> is going to be squeaking next day or the next week. So go ahead and, hey, this one was stuck. It didn't want to move. I freed it up. I replaced it. I went ahead and I pulled the other ones out and I greased them up, stuck them back in there, and made sure they're good, made sure the burners were clear and had a good flame pattern, that kind of stuff. And just, you know, spending an extra 15, 20 minutes reaffirms your customer that, you know, you are looking out for their best interest. Exactly. And that's yes, how sir. Kinda, yep. I, I had a uh, service call once on a flat top griddle or flat top grill, and uh, it was because the burner was dirty, completely plugged, clogged. So I had to pull it and clean it. And I, I went over the same thing with them. You know, they had four additional ones. I'm like, you know, I really need to come back early morning and clean all these. Uh, because if, if one's like that, this, the rest of them are going to be like it as well. Mm -hmm. And they, I didn't get the okay. And two weeks later, I'm there cleaning the third bay burner. Uh, and, you know, and I go over with them again. And then so it's like sometimes I always like to give that option and inform mm -hmm. them and educate them. And then it's up to them. Because if I come back on a service call, they're not like, oh, well, you didn't tell me that was dirty. It's like, no, I told you it was dirty. You declined. So now we got to clean it. <laughs> and it's not PM contract. It's, you know, time and material, you know, so it's totally different now. Yeah, yes. that's right. So refrigeration kitchen tech, he said if the PM is done correctly and thoroughly in the first go around. The ones following that will take less time. And uh, the first one will always go over the estimated time. Yep. That's a great point. So do it right the first time, and then the ones following it will be easier. So, especially with ice machines. I mean, get the guys that clean the ice. Yeah, the guys with the ice machines. That's what I was gonna bring up. You know, a guy thinks by dumping, you know, half a bottle <laughs> of scale away in the ice machine, and then dumping a quarter bottle of sanitizer in his clean the ice machine is not how you clean the ice machine, man. I'm sorry. That may get you by in an emergency if you have some problems to get some scale off that plate, get you by for a little bit, but. 
I teach my guys and I tell, you know, people doing my PMs, I don't care what you do, you're tearing that ice machine apart every single time. Mm-hmm. That's right. Unless the only way. Super, unless they've got super great water quality, you know, and then maybe we'll do it twice a year, not every three months, you know, not every quarter. But most of the time, I want those ice machines stripped completely down. Everything, I want, I run a cleaner through it. I strip it down. I soak everything. I scrub everything. Um, scrub the bin, scrub the unit itself, the parts, put everything back together, run sanitizer through it, sanitize my bin. And, you know, then I begin my, you know, running my cycles, doing my counts and that kind of stuff. Exactly. That's right. It's the best way to do it. My wife works at a hospital and um, she says the same thing, Pat. Guy comes in, dumps chemical in, hits a couple buttons, goes, sits in the van, comes back in. Boom, he's out of there. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it. So Jay, Jay's a wealth of information. He's a he's a good he's a good source. But he says that if you fix one part of the unit and the other part fails at a later date, they don't care if it's a separate issue. They want the whole thing taken care of. So yeah. So if you notice something and you know the customer say if you find something on a PM. And you think it's going to be an issue, you know, you got worn sheaves on a pulley or you got, you know, motor make pulling a little higher amperage than it should, you know, or making a little noise. You need to make sure you note that and you need to make sure you tell your customer about that. Now, give them the option, hey, you might want to fix this now before it comes a problem, but make sure you note that because guess what? If you leave and you don't note that, that thing goes down, that's on you. It's going to make you look bad. You know, the customers, I just spent all this money on a PM and, you know, they didn't say nothing about this making noise. You know, and sometimes it does happen, you know. But if it's something that you think is going to be an issue, go ahead and let your customers know up front that, hey, you know, you might want to keep an eye on this. I found this and I can't guarantee how long it's going to last or that, you know, it's not going to be a problem. But oh, exactly. And it's it's CYA, you know, you cover yourself. And if it's an issue later, you told them it's, it's documented, um, you know, there's no and then they trust you, you know, even if they decline the repair, decline, you know, they don't approve it. They kind of trust you because you saw this before it became a problem. And then usually it, it takes away that tension. Doesn't make you look like the guy who's just speeding through a PM and not really taking the thorough time. And you just, you know, look like you know what you're doing. Yep. Yep. It's all good points. So, I mean, we, where I work at, we really don't do a ton of like HVAC. We do refrigeration. There's a couple of accounts we do HVAC for. Um, and those accounts, we don't even do PMs. They have a filter company that comes through. They use those big metal racks and expandable filter media and throw in there they throw a belt on there they don't adjust it if the belt's loose it gets thrown on there and whatever speed the belt is it's going um the exhausts are the same way if you know your she's worn down and it's loose they don't care they throw a belt on there and go about the business gosh it's dude they're they're about numbers so they have so many stops a day and these guys travel the country it's weird yeah. i mean the first time out they put those big uh, metal there's a big metal grate they slide in and then they just carry a roll of this like filter accordion and they just throw it up on the roof and they cut it to length and shove it in there. <laughs> and it's amazing, dude. I mean, but they're, like, they're cheap. If they're if they're on site for an hour, you got you got a you got a deal, but they don't clean coils. Um, they don't know anything. They just change fillers and belts on bail. <laughs> yep. um, I have I I did a rooftop unit last week because the first one I worked on in a while. I made a little video about joking. Um, but it didn't I've seen it. It didn't want to fire up. And I was like, okay. So I, ch- I was like, it wasn't heating. So I was like, okay, I checked the belt. I was like, well, the belt's tight. I said, but it's not spinning. 
I checked the filters and the filters were dated like two months ago and they look brand new. I'm like, this thing hasn't ran since January. I was like, what's going on with it? And sure enough, it needed an ignition module, but uh, I, you know, I pulled the, I, I went ahead and pulled the bolts out and pulled the blower out and checked the heat exchanger because I just knew it was an old Linux and it was, you know, they're just known for it anyway. So um, sure enough, I wasn't going to fix it. <laughs> Lock it out, man. Lock it out. Pull, yeah. pull the plug on the gas valve. So, got refrigeration kitchen tech. He says, yep, we've been burning it too many times. Document everything on a PM, no matter how small detail is. Yeah, anything small and insignificant to you can end up being a huge ordeal in the long run. So, Jason Latimer, uh, 100%, if you don't detail it in the notes, what you saw and who you told, you'll eat it later. So, we should have Jason on here. He's a PM manager. What's Isn't up, really? Jason? He's a PM Jason's manager a for his man, company. Dude. Yeah, I've been trying to get him on here since we started this. He's One of these days. Smart, dude. Super cool, too. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, he's, great. he's, he's awesome, a, dude. He's, yeah. an, he's another great asset to this community. Um, One of these days, yeah. I'll get him on here. Um, But he's a busy guy. He's got a new role at work. I've been missing his content because he hasn't been putting anything out. I, <laughs> you know, I reached out to him and messaged him to make sure he was okay. I was like, hey, you, you still kicking? You know, you, you still working? Or, you know? <laughs> Yeah, get that upgrade. He's, he's doing good. He, he's just trying to adjust and get you know all his new responsibilities and stuff. So I'll let it slide. He'll be got back. the brand new truck. It's looking yeah. good. Yeah. So some takeaways is as an industry, we need to do a better job explaining what the PM is and actually doing the PM properly. Um, no more just in and out. You know, wiping stuff off. Take the time and do it right. Um, Especially, like you said, the first time it's going to be rough. If you got greasy, dirty coils, make sure you get the right cleaner. Um, I've been in many restaurants under a year old. You know, they put uh, coolers or freezers in places they shouldn't put it, and the, the coils just jam packs full of grease. I had it. They had a that's it. A two door upright freezer under the hood next to the fryer, and this thing was nine months old, and you could not see the fins in the coil. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt dude it was terrible so i got it clean without cutting it out i ended up sliding condensing it forward mm. so it was hanging off at an angle and i put a pan under it and i got that root beer i, I don't know it looks like root beer collared degreaser coil cleaner and yes. just just gave it just gave it hell like four or five times it, and it got to where i could see through it i rinsed it out a bunch but you know you don't want to make a mess when you're in your customer's location either yeah, the venom well, like this. Yeah, I love that. That's the that's the foam party stuff, though. If you don't rinse it out, you're from the roof having a foam party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be careful. That stuff's dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> shoot through the condenser fan. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So yeah, so make sure we're selling PM the right way and informing the customer what it really is intended for. Um, I mean, sometimes customers. We all have salesmen, and sometimes the salesman will tell the customer, oh, we're fixing everything on the PMs. The PM isn't to fix stuff. It's to check optimal operation of the equipment and to catch anything before it becomes a big problem. Yeah. You know, on a combi oven, uh, rationale, I'm not going to pick on uh, – I'll pick on them because I do a lot of them. But, you know, they have a PM checklist, and they want you to change the gas on the blower. They want you to change the uh, – it's a little steam hose between the steam generator and the oven cavity, and there's a couple other hoses and door gas they want you to change. But the problem is, if you do it the way they want it done, 
that's like a two hour PM because if you pull, you have to pull that blower motor with the pull the wheel off, pull the motor out to change that gasket. If you mm. change that gasket and you pull that motor off, you actually have to recalibrate that oven. And that's like yeah. a half hour process. And so, I mean, you have to be aware of what you're selling the customer and making sure they're aware. But exactly. Have you seen those comments on PM checklists? No, I haven't. There is actually is one. Yeah, there's one for the PM process. There's one for the descaling process. Uh-oh, I need that PM it's process It's like three one. pages. <laughs> I need that because we always, for our grocery store chain, has a common terms, they just give us like the startup sheets. Really? No, yeah, was, I'm like. I got an email with the PM. There's a descaling and then a PM. I could, I'll email it over to you. Yeah, you have to email it to me because I want it now. Yeah. What it's is that on? Through. <laughs> it's a combi oven. So it's um, an oven, oh. a steamer in one. Um, they just. They can be a pain in the butt. I guess yeah. got, I've got a grocery store chain that has them, and they just don't take care of them worth a, a dang. The PM is pretty much just going through the, the, the startup checklist, and it's just – it doesn't really – I mean, you get your amtrols, and you change the door gasket and that kind of stuff, but it, it's really nothing. So I'm actually interested to see that PM sheet because uh, I thought someone I worked with asked the factory about it, and but apparently not. So yeah. Do you clean the uh, sensors on PMs? Like descale them, or ultimately it's an issue. Well, most of mine are always boilerless, so I don't have that problem. So. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah. like on the rationales, I'll pull the, um, I'll pull the uh, sensor out and check them. Yeah. So. Water filters are optional. Yeah. Uh, refrigeration kitchen takes the water filters are optional. Um, I got, I got burned on some water filters a couple weeks ago. So the water filter people are people have this. Thing that if it has pressure, the water filter is good. That's not the case, especially with these carbon filters. So I had a system that had great pressure, um, those carbon filters, and uh, I kept getting water errors on the combo therm. And it, the, the carbon filter actually came apart and released that carbon into the water stream and it was clogging up all the nozzles and orifices in the oven. Oh, nice. But the pressure still looked good. So, um, you know, for those customers that have that set up, it's that same grocery store chain. Uh, I just said, hey, we need to change the fillers every six months. You know, we do the PM, we do the um, door gasket and everything else. So try to put together a little checklist for them. So we actually do that one every two months. So we go in there, we change the door gaskets, and we do that little check sheet, which hopefully it's going to change now that if I get the right sheet. But <laughs> Do you guys do a lot of cooking equipment PMs? Yeah. Uh, it's hit or miss. Um, so, like, I've got a customer. We do a full kitchen PM. Um, he only wants me in there. Um, just got a good rapport with him, and it's pretty easy, pretty basic. Um, they got like four convection ovens. They got two common terms of boilers. Uh, they got a tilt skillet, and then on the other side, they got like a bank of two fryers. They've got a flat top. They've got a char boiler um, and stuff like that. So I actually I do do it on the uh, and it's a dish machine too and a booster heater. Um, but I do do all that. So the ovens are pretty simple. Um, I pull the fronts off. Um, I clean them out, you know, because they suck air in the front for the burners, of course. So I suck that out of the shop back. I'll pull the back off. There's some louvers back there. I'll take a shop back and a, like a little whisk brush, and I'll clean out all the vents. I'll brush up the motors. I'll try to blow them out if they're too bad with nitrogen. Um, I'll fire them up, make sure I get good flame pattern, good on the burners, that kind of stuff, make sure it's sensing good. It's not trying to light two or three times. It fires off my first time. If it's struggling to light, I'll go ahead and pull it out. I'll blow the burners out and see if it's just got a carryover issue or if it's a flame sensor issue. Um, if it's a flame sensor issue, I'll either clean it or replace it. 
And then the combi ovens, I'm, you know, uh, there I'm descaling them. Um, I'm just checking temperatures on everything. So I'll run everything up temperature, make sure everything's good. The regular ovens, the combi ovens do the same thing. Then the, the charbroilers, I'm just checking the knobs. They're turning easy. If they're turning rough, I go ahead and grease them. Uh, make sure I get a good flame pattern. Make sure my radiants aren't bent and hanging down, blocking the flame. Making sure I don't have any burnt, uh, not burnt, but bent or broken grates. Then the flat top, I'm just, you know, I get there and one of the first thing I do is I turn that flat top 350. So by a couple hours later, I get back to it. It's evened out. It's, you know, nice and even across. I check my temperatures. I calibrate them if it's needed. Uh, the fryers, I pull the, uh, the burner blower out, clean the blower wheel off because it sucks dust in and grease. I check uh, microamps. I make sure I get that good. They're fry masters and high efficiency. So get that little window. You don't want a blue flame. You want a blue flame initial startup, but once it runs, you want that nice, rich, orange flame. So I mm. check for that. And then the dish machine, uh, they do a pretty good job descaling it. So I'm just going in there. I'm checking average. I'm making looking for loose wires, making sure nothing's stuck in the conveyor, nothing's stuck on the flow. And then the booster heater, I'm just making sure temperature is good, checking connections, making sure I don't have no leaks, and then checking the amp draw. Okay, nice, man. I got a, one question for you, Pat. On the convection ovens, with your fan motor, mm-hmm. can that can it? And if it can, how much will a dirty fan motor affect the cooking quality? So I've seen I've seen some, especially with customers that are doing like a lot of proteins in them. Like those wheels clog up, and some of the fan motors, like some of the the the, the burners are below, and that heat just kind of radiates in there. And some of them that. Fan motor actually sucks that heat from the burners in and into the fan motor and blows it around. And I've seen it where it actually the uh, the, the fan motor is the fan wheel gets blocked and it affects the airflow and the burner will actually blow itself out because it doesn't have enough oxygen coming in because it's uh-huh. a fan assisted. So that that fan really sucks air in. So if that fan is not pulling air in, that burner will actually blow itself out because it doesn't have enough oxygen. It's kind of weird, but okay. yeah, those dirty blowers can affect all kinds of stuff. Um, especially in a convection oven where it's always the same direction. It's either high or low. Uh, most of your combi ovens, they do um, a back and forth. So they'll run one direction for so long, they'll stop and they'll actually run the other direction to try to help with your evenness of cooking. So it kind of hmm. eliminates some of that stuff. But, yeah, that, that blower wheel gets dirty. It's going to affect cooking. It's going to affect heating. It's going to uh, affect evenness. Okay. Not answering. <laughs> So, but yeah, you, you want to make sure the, the blower was clean. Yeah. It's still on call? call service, so I don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't been on call in a while, man. It's We've got another guy on there, and then I had like five weeks where I wasn't on call, which is kind of crazy because I was gone a bunch. And then, yeah. yeah. So I'm waiting on to see what the new schedule comes out. Um, we should have maybe another guy jumping on me on call schedule. I don't know. We'll see. It's not really – I hate our own call system because we only have one guy on. But the problem is, like, um, I, there's only two refrigeration guys, and then there's cooking guys. So the cooking guys are on call, but if the refrigeration call comes and they don't do it, they turn it away. What? But, like, I, I don't get to turn anything away. And then the other refrigeration guy I'm on call with, the other refrigeration guy we have, he uh, doesn't know combi oven, so anytime a combi oven calls, he's turned away. But when I'm on call, dude, if I turn something away, I better be dying. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I am, man. I, I got we got other guys who'll turn down kitchen calls, but I got to take everything that comes in, HVAC, kitchen, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I got, oh, I don't have an excuse. So I always tell the guys, the other yeah, guys, me too. Call doesn't do <laughs> oh, for sure, man. The guy, 
that Hassan got only guys on call. I just tell him, hey, you get something you can't work on, call me. And the same thing with the other guys. If you get combi or something, call me. If it's a top-tier customer, you know, I'll take care of it. Yeah. And that kind of thing. <laughs> my hot side guys are going to hate me because I'm trying to get them all to get ladder racks and have extension ladders because I told my boss that there's no reason they can't work on exhaust sets. I said, it's a motor, a belt, pulleys, a shaft, a blower wheel. There's no reason they can't do that and make up air. Yeah. So there's no reason they can't go out on a no heat call. Yeah. I said, it's just pretty much a fryer. It's the same stuff. And he's like, oh, that's a good point. I was like, and the, the hot side guys were just giving me the eye. I'm like, hey, <laughs> welcome to my world. Yep. That's like today I had to go work on a big recycling center. It's like a big factory. Um, but, I mean, I had to take that. And, go, and it was an airflow issue. But, I mean, it was a carrier rooftop unit. But got to take it. I mean, I can't turn it down. But it's good. It makes me more versatile. It makes me more valuable. I don't yeah. really mind it. I don't complain. That's true. Yeah. What's up, uh, Jesus? So Jesus says ice is good. That PM should be one of the most thorough one overall time. Yeah. So ice machine PMs, man. Like I said, it's not a dump chemical and run. I mean, yeah. most people don't realize that ice is technically considered a food. Um, a lot of yeah. guys don't don't realize that. And you know, you see all over social media these guys posting these dirty ice machines, and oh, I don't get ice anymore in my drinks because of this. Well, I mean, if you're if you see that machine. And you're leaving it like that, you're just as guilty as the last guy, though. I mean, you're mm -hmm. taking that picture and posting it. If you're out there cleaning it, you know, if you take a picture of a dirty ice machine and then you post a picture of it afterwards and you have pride in it, that's cool. But if you just take a picture of a dirty ice machine, oh, it wasn't running. I just had to change this and it's running, but I'm not cleaning it. That's bullshit, man. Yep. 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 They should, all the time, man. I should include a cleaning of an ice machine. If it hadn't been clean or if it's dirty, that's what my service manager has told me. Is every service con ice machine we expect to build to clean it? It's just part because that's that's gonna most of the time 80% gonna be the service call. Well, the, the customer doesn't realize, so you know, if the ice machine is dirty and they don't catch it till Saturday night or Sunday, mm -hmm. um, you know, they call in there for account, they don't have ice. But the thing is, even if I can come out there and get it running, you're still not gonna have a full bit of ice for 24 hours, nope. you're still buying ice. Exactly. Ice machine is not an instant return. It's, it's it takes 12 to 24 hours to fill that bin back up, you know. And they try to explain it to the customer, you know. I mean, I've went out on Saturday nights, you know, got a machine running. Hey, you know, a lot of times we won't. I won't. I won't. If I'm on call and if it's after hours, I won't clean the machine. I will do the chemical. I will clean what I can to get it running, and then I'll, I will mm. come back the following week during regular hours. Take the time to properly clean. I would get them by, I'll get them operational, but I'm not going to leave it that way. And, yeah. uh, but you know, I went out on Saturday and I've got the machine running and had them call back in Sunday morning. We still don't have ice. Well, how much is ice in there? Uh, about a quarter. Well, you know, it was <laughs> eight hours. I was eight hours ago. I was there. It's going to take 24 hours to fill that thing up. Well, we need ice. Well, I explained to you yesterday before I came out, you're still going to buy ice for tomorrow, but yeah. sometimes it's yeah. cheaper for them to buy ice to get them through the weekend than it is to have us come out though. Exactly. Man, I, I, I see a lot of times, you know, I'll go out and fix the machine. The cup, and I'll say, hey, let's go ahead and get you on a quarterly um, ice cleaning. And uh, they'll say, oh, we clean it every day. My guys clean it every day. And it looks clean. I mean, you pull the panel off, the curtain's clean, the sides are clean, right above the distribution tubes clean. Everything's spotless. I'll so take a manage walk. I'll take a couple screws out. Pop that distribution tube off, and they're like, "Whoa, 
Shake the lime <laughs> out of it. Shake the shake the pea gravel out of it. Yeah. Yep. Rub yes. my hand underneath the ice diverter. Black. Do my yeah, trick. It's like a customer says they clean their machine. I'll be like, hey, you got a white towel? I'm going to check something. I'm like, yeah. I grab that white towel and I run it on the bottom of the water trough. And I'm like, here's your clean ice machine. I'm like, and dude, they're like, that's in there? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, there's a reason why we need to do it or somebody needs to be trained professionally to do this. Yep. That's true. Yep. I mean, it is important for them to wipe it down. That's that's good. Wipe it yeah. down. But let us come in quarterly. Oh, yep. Yeah. Very important. Yep. Another thing that gets missed is drain pans, especially on reach-in coolers. Mm -hmm. Drain pans never get cleaned. Yep. I mean, and it's very important. Very important. So, Pools and drains, two most important things to clean. Yeah, I use the uh, the Viper drain treatment stuff you spray in there. works pretty well. Um, I yep. always, when I teach guys, I train them. I tell them, like, like, oh, it's clogged. Blow it out. I'm like, no, you don't want to blow that out because – Whatever you're blowing from the outside back in is going to end up back in that drain and clog it again later. If you're going to blow it out, you need to blow it from the inside out mm -hmm. to get it out. You know, and like, but if there's food in there, I'm like, you don't want to blow that out anyways. I've got, um, I've got a Milwaukee uh, hose kit that goes on the shop back. It's got like six different size nozzles, man. I can pretty much suck any drain line out with that thing in my M18 uh, little shop back. So that's cool. Good, good deal, man. I use a little on the reach-in drains. When I pop them off, I have a little. You probably have one too. Those little springs that uh, bun. Yeah, the bun cleanup tool. The bun yeah. cleanup tool. Yep. Those things are awesome for um for drain lines. Perfect. So another one that works really well is you go to your local music store, like when they sell musical instruments, and you buy a trombone cleaner. And so it's like that, but on steroids. It's like. It's like eight foot. It's eight foot long, and it's got little bristles on the end. Man, I'm gonna so check that like, out. Yeah, so you can get them on Amazon. They're like six or seven bucks. It's a trombone cleaner, dude. And it works great because you can shove that thing for six or eight feet, dude, and get everything cleaned out real good. It's got a little brush, and it'll drag everything back out. It does a pretty good job. The flexible. Oh yeah, it's the same spring material as a bun, but it's like it's oh, okay. a little smaller, but it's like six or eight feet long. And it's got brushes on both ends. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, we uh. We picked it up for something, man. I've got two of them, dude. They're sweet, dude. Every time I pull it out, I'm like, I'll get something's clogged. I'm like, I wonder if this will get it, dude. And it shut. It goes through it every time. I'm like, this is awesome. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. it is. That's a whole other show we can do. Unconventional tools, man. <laughs> Gosh, I have so many. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm not going to keep you too much longer. So just to uh, reiterate what we went over. Um, PMs, do it right. Take the time to do it right. Make make sure your customer sees the value in it. Um, if it's quoted four hours and it takes you six hours, it's no big deal. Um, you're doing the right thing. As long as you do the job right, you're thorough. You'll you'll your return on investment will come back tenfold. Yeah. Um, so when you're doing a PM, take your time, do it right, and just. I mean, just like everything else, have a little pride in your work and do the right thing and everything else comes along. I agree, 100%. So, Joey, where can everybody find you if you want to send your plug out for your TikTok and your YouTube and LinkedIn? Yes, Next Level Tech on um, TikTok, Next Level Techs with a Z on YouTube, 
which I'm kind of lazy on YouTube. I don't really get a lot of feedback for some reason. I don't know. The reason I do the social media is to get feedback and to talk and to meet people like you. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I suck at YouTube. But uh, LinkedIn is Joey Hall. Sweet. So thanks for coming on. Thank you. I'll make sure I tag you and all this stuff tomorrow. So uh, thanks, everybody. So we're going to go ahead and end it now. See you guys. All right. All right. See you later. See you, Dusty. Hold on.